what is happening right now, you and I may never experience this perfect storm ever again. Ever again. Here's why. Here's why. 8.5% inflation, that's going to go to 10%. They're going to keep raising interest rates. That's not a possibility. Maybe. They will. I'm on a Goldman Sachs. My investment banker flew out. We were having a meeting together with my advisors. And they said they're going to raise the rates the next uh, four times the next 18 months. Okay, so you know what's going to happen with inflation. Do not be surprised if we crack 10 or 12%. Some people are like, that'll never happen. Same people that say gas prices won't go to $5. It's record-breaking high ever in the history of America today. It's 443 ever, okay? Then you go into market, okay? You see what's going on with crypto. A lot of those crypto millionaires are sitting around saying, oh my gosh, what if Bitcoin goes to 15,000? I've been sitting on this for a while. The NFT people are starting to realize if there's no utility, it means nothing. The people who came and made their money, they're going to do well. Those who don't turn those characters into somebody, everyone's going to say, shit, I'm stuck with all this other stuff. I know you don't want to hear that because some of you own it, but if you buy one with utility, you're going to be fine, Okay. The meta land stuff, metaverse stuff, that's going to be around. This is where I'm going with this. America's divided, but they're starting to have common sense. Bill Maher is starting to sound like he's given common sense today. Joe Rogan sounds like common sense today. People who are not supposed, they're just kind of like talking today. Everyone's sitting there saying, this stuff makes sense. America went from being so united during 9-11 to becoming so divided during COVID. And now after COVID's gone and we're kind of looking around saying, man, these people fooled us that we don't like each other. These people convinced us I'm not supposed to like you because you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic. Dude, we, I got no problems with you. This is the United States of America. I'm fired up, right? This is what we are feeling today. So check this out. Watch what's about to happen. Watch what's about to happen. They're going to raise rates four more times. I sat down Leon Cooperman, had him on my podcast a month and a half ago. Leon Cooperman is, uh, Warren Buffett wrote him a letter when he retired. He's a multi-multi-billionaire if you don't know who he is. Very, very well respect when it comes down to the Warren Buffett world. I'm on the podcast. I say, Leon, you've been around the block for a while. He's around 80, 80 years old. What do you think is going to happen in the next 18 months? He says, I see a market correction around 40%. I said, how much? 40%. Okay. What happens if there's a market correction of 40%? Let me tell you what's going to happen. The $600,000 houses are going to be worth four hundred. dollars Million-dollar houses are going to be worth six, seven hundred, okay? Because rates are going to go up. Six months ago, rates were three percent. At three percent, if you can only afford a three thousand dollar a month payment, you can finance around seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. At five point three today, with only a three thousand dollar a month payment, you can only finance around five fifty today. Remember, people buy a house based on what? Interest rates, loan amount, or mortgage payment per month? Per month. 3,000 six months ago, 750. 3,000 today is 550. Did, did you understand what just happened right there? And it's just getting started. Now, some of you guys are saying, are you not supposed to, like, come on, you're supposed to lift us up. I'm scared shitless right now. Like, what just happened right now with this meeting? Hey, Sean, who is this guy, right? This is the point. This is the point. Whoever goes, into this season most prepared, most urgent, willing to recreate themselves with a level of urgency you've never had before, you're going to come out of it two to five years from now. Everyone's going to say, oh, look at him. Perfect timing. That's how he got rich. Oh, look at her. Perfect timing. That's how they made their money. No, no, no. This season, people have been ready for this season. Everyone was saying two years ago, Warren Buffett, look at him. 
sitting on $60 billion of cash, $100 billion of cash. Man has no clue what he's doing. He's completely lost his philosophy. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's lost what he's doing. He knows everything's going to go on sale in the next 6, 12, 18 months. And he's going to buy everything on sale. Brace for impact, baby. The next 12, 24 months, the best time in my lifetime where the opportunity is so perfect to create wealth for yourself. Folks, this perfect storm may not happen again in the next 40 years. I have nothing to sell you. I don't have a three program to register for this. I have, I'm not that speaker that's going to sell you courses today. There is zero selling that's going to go on today. I don't have an incentive of telling you this news. All I'm telling you is there's going to be many of you in this room who leave, who add an additional zero at minimum, if not two, the next two to five years. Some of you that only have $18,000, that 18 is going to be $1.8 million five years from now if you do it right. That's what's going to happen. So hopefully if you're ready, I'm excited for you now. Let's get right into the message. How many of you guys are still not convinced you ought to create video content? Be honest. It took me many, many years to want to create content. How many of you guys are not convinced you ought to create video content? Raise your hand. Be honest. If you're, not, if you, if you're convinced, I can leave, guys. If you're not, everybody's already in. You're already going to create video content? Okay. Well, let me, let me sell it to you from a different angle, okay? This picture right here, if we can go to the first picture. This picture right here. To you, this picture means nothing. To me, this picture to the right is my dad, okay? To his left is his sister, my auntie. To her left is my grandfather. To his left is my uncle Johnny. And to the far left is my grandmother Rose, okay? We call her Rosa, okay? I've never met the man in the middle, my grandpa. I met all the other four. I never met my grandpa. He was dead when I was born. Would have loved to have met him. Never met him. This picture here is also my grandfather. The one on the left is my dad's side when they got married. That's my grandfather, whom I've never met. I got my height from that family because my mother's side, they're all five feet tall. Literally. On my dad's side, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and a mailman was about 6'8". But for the most part, the height comes from my dad's side, right? <laughs> to the right is my mom's dad, okay, and my grandma. That's my grandma and my grandpa, okay? In that picture, I've met them. When you look at these pictures, you say, okay, Pat, where are you going with this? I got a very simple question for you. How much money, be honest, on the dollar amount, what would you give dollar-wise to get 100 hours of content of your grandparents and great-grandparents? What would you pay? If all of a sudden Elon Musk invents this new technology to go back to the future and have a drone follow your grandparents for 100 hours of footage to watch them, what would you pay for that? Scream out the dollar amount. Somebody said priceless. What's that word to you? What's that word to you? By the way, how many of you guys get emotional just thinking about it? See, that gets me emotional. That gets me emotional because I've never met that man. I'd love to sit there as a 43-year-old man who's got four kids right now, but when I watch him, I'll be a five-year-old grandson watching my grandpa I never met before, getting emotional over 100 hours to say, that's where I get that from. Oh, my God, that's me. That's where that comes from. That's sick. One day, your grandkids are going to hope there's content of you. 
So for some of you that are sitting there saying, why am I waiting to create content? The argument is over. You're not doing it for you to become famous. You're not doing it to make more money. Create content because your grandkids are hoping you produce content so they can study you when you're no longer here with us. Does that make sense? So now, let's continue. This is me in this picture, okay? When I was six years old, my teacher asked me a question and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a dad. He said, you want to be a dad? I said, yeah. He says, why do you want to be a dad? I said, I want to be a dad. Do you have a reason for it? I said, I just want to be like my dad when I grow up. That guy to the right, he's my hero. I'm the one in the middle. This is us in the Iran. My mother, my sister, myself looking like a little alien, and my dad, okay? <laughs> That's us. That's what a Middle Eastern family looks like 42 years ago, okay? To you, it's just another picture. To me, I go to a street called Khiabane Hojat. I go to Jam Hospital, where I was born. I go to Bandar Pahlavi, which is Port of Pahlavi. I go to Park Shahan Shahi, which is a park. I go to 8 o'clock at night. I look through the window glass. I see my dad's head coming up because I saw him fourth floor, and I would run up to the door to hug my dad. That's what it means to me. Now, five years ago, my dad comes up to me and says, I got some good news. I said, what's that? He said, you won't believe this. I just found footage, old footage, of when Paulette was a year old. Paulette's my sister. Paulette at a year old running around. I'm like, no way. He says, yeah. I was so excited. He says, why are you so excited? I said, because if you have footage of Paulette, Paulette's six years older than me. That means when I was a year old, the camera must have been better, so my footage should be sick. <laughs> he says, we didn't record anything of you. <laughs> I'm like, you're serious? He says, yeah. I said, tell me this is like the moment where you say, yeah, you know, joking with you. No, there's no joke. Seriously? Yeah. Who the hell had the camera and they didn't keep the camera for seven more years? That's all you needed. We don't have the camera. I would have loved to see me run and run. There's zero footage of me running and run as a kid. The power of taking content even with your kids, if you have kids. So now, let's continue. If you're going to create content, there's three levels to creating content. I'll go from the lowest level to the highest level. You pick and choose which one of these moves you. Number one, it's fun. It's fun creating content. There's nothing like it. You sit there and go back to the old videos. It's entertaining. Till today, the video I watch the most on my YouTube channel is the vlogs I used to do, which was not something I enjoy doing, but there's one vlog that we did when we went to the Dinosaur Museum, and in the middle of it, my middle son, Dylan, who's got Bo Jackson's butt, he's, got the, he's eight years old like this, he's muscular, and he wanted to meet Bo Jackson, so I rented out the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, brought Bo Jackson, and they spent a bunch of time together for like a couple hours, right? And he, he's like this, Dylan, okay? He runs like this, and he likes to always be around to put without a shirt on and all this other stuff. So, you know, we're, we're sitting there at this dinosaur uh, museum in Dallas, and all of a sudden, we go across the water creek, and his shorts get wet, his shoes get wet, his socks get wet, and his shirt gets wet. Now, I know he doesn't like this. So in the house, he takes off all his clothes. But I'm assuming, like, as a, you know, you don't do that in front of people, because there's like a few hundred people there. Dylan's like, no, I don't like water on my clothes. He starts taking his shorts off. He starts taking everything off. I'm like, Dylan, you got to keep, no, I don't, you know I don't like, he's four years old. Do you know I don't like water? He takes everything off. 
and we're walking around here in the middle of the thing with my son. Everyone's looking at me saying, what kind of a father are you? I said, honestly, he's not going to let me do it. You're his father. He's not going to let me make this. I watched that video, I don't know, a few hundred times <laughs> because it's fun. The second reason why you ought to create content is fame and money. Now, if you're not somebody that wants the fame and the accolades that comes with it, no problem. Some people are driven by that. If you want the money, that also comes with that because your credibility goes up. Eyeballs equals increasing your credibility for the right reasons. There's many ways. If you want to get real eyeballs, go on a flight, sit right behind Tyson, talk a bunch of crap. He'll punch you in the face. You're going to get plenty of eyeballs. If you want eyeballs, go to a Dave Chappelle show, you know, jump the stage, get a bunch of people to beat you up, and then they're going to do a story about you. You can get eyeballs. I'm talking the right eyeballs. And last but not least is legacy. Why you ought to create content. Your future grandkids and great-grandkids are going to want to see it. Now, how many guys here, when you say legacy, how many guys here ever get this feeling that you feel like you were put on this planet to do something big? How many guys really feel that way? Don't just raise your hand to raise it. How many guys actually believe that? How many guys actually are like, my life's been a weird life. I feel like I'm here to do something big. Okay, great. Years ago, I heard a message from Dudley Rutherford, a mentor of mine. This is 15 years ago. And he talked about the seven mountains of influence to climb. And he explained which one of them was the toughest one. And he went through it. He said, pick one of these mountains to go to the top to make positive impact. But I'm going to tell you which one's going to be the toughest. I said, what are the seven? He shows it to us. One is art, entertainment, and sports. To some of you, you want to create content because you know a lot about, how many guys know a lot about sports? How many guys know a lot about sports and you actually have good opinions about sports? Yes or no? Okay, that's one way to create content. How many guys know a lot about art? How many guys know a lot about NFT? How many guys know a lot about baseball cards? How many guys know a lot about collectibles? How many guys know a lot about collectible cars? Anybody knows about things like that? That is a form of art, right? The other one is business, to make it to the top, okay, where you have influence. The next one is education. The next one is family. Then it's government. Then it's media. Then it's religion, faith. Pick and choose, no matter who you are in this room, make your impact in one of these seven pillars. The one he said that's the toughest one to do is media. So I'm sitting there listening to him give this message. I said, you know what? I was, uh, I don't know what year this was, 2007, I went to my uh, uh, pastor because I was like trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I go up to him and said, hey, you know, I'm trying to really figure out what to do with my life. I'm making a lot of money. I met the girl I'm about to marry and things are going really good for me. I said, do you think maybe I'm supposed to be a pastor? He says, listen, there's a lot of things you may be supposed to do. Being a pastor is not one of them, so don't even do that's, that's not for you. You go to business. That's okay, good, man. I got one of them out. This is great. That's not me. So I go to the business side, right? The point is, pick one and climb up. Don't try to pick every single one of them. I chose my route, which one it was going to be for me. By the way, we're having lunch right now with Sean for a few minutes and I asked him a question about, and I told him about what's going on today with America. How many parents are worried about sending their kids to public school? Very weird time. I said, do you realize how perfect of a time right now it is? If I, if I, if I was somebody who was in that world, if I was a mother concerned about sending my kids to public school, and I've been homeschooling for the last three, four, five years, do you know how many questions there is for other mothers and parents that want to know what it's like to do homeschooling? Ten struggles. How many of you guys homeschool your kids here? Raise your hand if you homeschool. Okay. People don't know. You think people know. They don't know. What programs are seven programs to use for homeschooling? Okay. Six mistakes parents make when homeschooling. 
Okay, 15 ways to team up with your neighbors for homeschooling. Nine ways to save money when you're homeschooling. Eight ways to still get your kids involved in sports while you're homeschooling. There is a massive market for that the next two to five years. Someone's going to go out there with this specific message, get a few million subscribers in the next two, three, four, five years because people want that message. That's a part of that's family and faith. That could be yours. I can, I can give you 50 more ideas like this. There are so many ways, but pick your seven. So now, why do you create content? A few different reasons. Let me get into it. Influence. SEO. Positioning in a marketplace. Fame, money, selfish reasons, fun, pranks, laughter, impact, therapy. It's therapeutic to you. Internal, family, maybe your own company. I have a complete separate YouTube channel for my insurance company that's all private videos that are not public, right? So there's internal, family, company, legacy. There are different reasons. Pick your reason. Now, Forbes recently gave some statistics on this. Did you know there are... Over, four, or over 50 million content creators today on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and other social media platforms. Who didn't know that, by the way? 50 million. This is not 50 million users, because there's billions of users. 50 million who are creators. Now watch this. Did you know 2 million of them are full-time, and they earn six-figure salary by creating content daily or weekly? Do you know what's 2 million? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to do. Two million making six figures or more just creating content. 90% of the video, audio, photo, text-based content consumed by today's Gen Z is created by individuals, not corporations. Guys, let me say this one more time. 90% of the content consumed by, Jay-Z, uh, by Gen Z, not Jay-Z, by Gen <laughs> Z, probably Jay-Z too, by the way, 90% of the content created by Gen Z consumed by Gen Z is by social media. It's, not, it's individuals, not corporations. Do you know how big this is? Because always remember, the first time I went on Snapchat is because I was in Hawaii putting an event together for 100 of my executives. One of my executives, uh, Kahindi, his daughter Phoebe sitting next to me. She's 14 years old at the time. She's a runway model now in New York, Paris, all over the place. She's sitting next to me saying, Mr. Ben David, are you on Snapchat? I said, teach me. She grabs my phone, teaches me about Snapchat, shows me all the filters. I get on Snapchat because I asked her a question. What are kids today? Which app are kids using today in high school? This was 10 years ago. I said, do you guys use Facebook? She starts laughing. (laughs) She knew before any of us knew that no one's going to use Facebook. Not for that specific reason. I said, do you use this? Do you use that? No, we use Snapchat. If Gen Z is consuming content because of individuals, not corporations, what are you, by the way? What is everybody here? You're an individual? Guess what? That's opportunity right there. So crazy predictions. Number one, Mr. Beast will be a billionaire. He'll be the first YouTube billionaire. As a YouTuber, this kid's going to be a billionaire. These guys, Ryan's World, anybody knows who Ryan's World is? Yes, no? They can be billionaires by a bunch of different ways. Logan Paul will one day be a president. (laughs) Laugh all you want. He's going to be your president one day. (laughs) Laugh all you want, baby. You'll be voting for him one day. 51% of you will be voting for him one day. (laughs) You said it, right? <laughs> All right. Next, Jake Paul will be the next Don King. Do you question that? You know how much money he made last year? He made $45 million last year. He's one of the highest paid athletes. He's a YouTuber, okay, through YouTube. He cuts checks saying, come fight me, we'll do this, and he's making money. All over the place right now. Brothers, by the way. Joe Rogan, media disruptor. Change the game. What he says, people fear. 
Him by himself, his podcast gets 11 million views. Tucker Carlson gets 2.7 million views. This guy gets 11 million views on his podcast. Elon Musk, power disruptor. He's scared the hell out of everybody. Corporations are changing. Do you know the other day when he announced what he announced on Twitter saying, I'm convinced today if I had to vote, I can no longer see myself voting as a Democrat. I see myself voting as a, a, a Republican. Do you know the next day a woman came out saying the fact that he did something to her years ago at SpaceX? <clears throat> now, we don't know this, but guess what? America today is what? America's no longer about innocent till what? Proving guilty. We're living in the era of <clears throat> guilty until proven innocent. Look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Do you guys know why? Johnny's suing her. How many of you guys have no clue why Johnny Depp is suing, suing Amber Heard? Raise your hand if you have no clue why he's suing her. Can you guys tell the rest of the people? By the way, a lot of people's hands went up. Can you tell everybody else why Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard? Defamation. She lost him his favorite position that he played. Favorite character, which is who? Jack Sparrow. He said, I'll never play it again. $300 million, I'll never play it again. Elon Musk. It's pissing everybody off, and he knows how to use Twitter. Do you know who he's training to get better at Twitter? Guess who's the guy that's behind him? Jeff Bezos. He's teaching Jeff Bezos how to use Twitter. Last week, Jeff Bezos got his most liked tweet ever. Did you guys hear what he said? He called out the president. It was all over the news. Because Jeff Bezos is sitting there saying, I may need to learn from this guy because I may be good at making money, but I'm not a troll like he is. And these politicians are bullying me left and right. Everyone's being trained. So don't be the one left behind. Let me continue. So how about you? What are you going to be known for? What are you going to be known for? And by the way, you know, what, you know when I knew I was going to do something big with my life? When I no longer answered this as a joke. When it wasn't like, I'm going to be, no, no, boom. And everyone's like, ah. and I'm like this. I'm not playing. This is what's going to happen to our life. Sat my family down, 26 years old. We came out of a, a, a birthday a Christmas party. Wasn't too happy about the way one of our relatives talked to my dad. Sat everyone down. I said, Dad, the world has no clue who you are. They're going to have to kill me. The world's going to know your last name. It's over. And my sister's looking at me. My in-law, like, I'm, Dad, look at me. The world is going to know your last name. They're going to know what the Davids are. They're going to have to kill me, but they're going to know who you were. I'm going to tell the world about how special of a father you were. No one talks to my dad like that ever again. Guys, I'm a regular guy. Nobody knew who I was. Boom, like this, game over. Something switched. I wasn't the same ever again. So when you answer this and you're not joking and you're serious, the world's going to believe you. Do you understand what I just said right there or no? So, and by the way, don't be afraid when people laugh at you and they say, oh, come on. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. You make that decision. So now, you're building two brands today. Very simple. Personal business. It's no longer building a business brand. It's you're building a personal brand and you're building a business brand. The bigger the personal brand gets, the better your business does. If you know how to control it. The bigger your personal brand gets, the business takes advantage of it. Let me ask you a question. If tomorrow <clears throat> Elon Musk leaves Tesla, do you buy more Tesla stock the next day? Why not? What's Tesla worth today? Shy of a trillion dollars. How many of you guys drive a Tesla here? Raise your hand if you drive a Tesla. Look at, by the way, look at the hands real quick. That's crazy. That's crazy. Why you buy, how many of you drive a Tesla because of Elon Musk? Raise your hand. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. What if you did not know who Elon Musk was? Would you drive a Tesla? This just validated my point. 
Pay attention to your personal brand. So now developing your personal brand, this is me. <clears throat> That's me at 18, to the right, when I was wanting to be a bodybuilder. I'm in the military. That's the kid. Okay, later on I had a vision on what I wanted to do. I saw a guy like me, a regular guy with a 1.8 GPA, not from a wealthy family, changed his life because of capitalism. I said, I'm going to show everybody else to do the same as well. We grew a small insurance company with 66 agents to, we've licensed 35. We have 20,000 active agents. That's us at an event we had right before COVID with Kobe Bryant and President Bush. This was two and a half years ago. We'll do an event in the next two months at MGM. We'll have 15,000 people there. Last year, we did an event at MGM with 10,000 people. Sebastian Maniscalco was opening up. I had Mario Lopez as our MC. I had Mike Tyson was smoking weed. I had, uh, <laughs> who else do we have? <clears throat> Nikki Jam. Nikki Jam opened it up, concert. It was an insane event, right? This year, we're having Shaq. We're having Kurt. We're having all this. But the point is, we went from a small insurance company to a bigger insurance company. And you know how many people would say the following? What do you do, Pat? Never once on my YouTube channel, if you watch my YouTube channel, you will never once see me say, I run an insurance company, apply here to be an agent with us. Not one video will you ever find. I kept the two brands separate. But what people in the industry started saying is, Pat, you're running insurance? Yeah. Man, I want to be part of insurance. Boom. My brand elevated, the insurance company followed. And then eventually, the brand gets bigger than you, where it's a standalone without you. That's the goal of where you want to be with your company, because that's where the valuation goes up. So then because of this, you write books, you number one Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's the highest ranked it's ever been with the book, because the brand keeps getting bigger. So the book comes out a year and a half ago. It's selling more copies today than when it came out the first month. I don't know if you heard what I just said. The book is, you know how books typically come out? It sells the most in the first month. The book is selling more today, a year and a half later, two years later than when the book came out two years ago. Why? The brand's gotten bigger. As the brand gets bigger, all the opportunities increase as well. So now, content. Comedy, pranks, politics, dating, how-to, men, women, conspiracy, history, books, you choose. You can write, you can do video, you can do audio. I prefer video because video turns into everything. If you do video, you can be a podcast and you can have somebody write it. Video goes to everything. Audio doesn't go to everything, because audio can only go to audio and text. Text can only go text. It doesn't go video, but video goes everywhere. This is why Sean is hosting the event around video. So now you pick and choose your topic. Let me kind of give you an idea of what happened with some of the things that we do. So now how to increase your own brand awareness. PR write articles, easy, you can do that. Controversy, how many guys are not comfortable taking controversial positions because it may hurt your business brand? Raise your hand. There may be a time where you can't do it. If you can't do it today, don't. And by the way, if that's not you, don't do it. I'm very comfortable being controversial. But I don't recommend anybody being controversial if it's not your net. If you are controversial and you go to sleep all night thinking about the video and you can't go to sleep, don't create it. But if it's your personality, then go at it. You can't change that anyways. That's you, right? Game changer, home run. Like one of the things I did a few months ago, this was about a year ago, on 4th of July, I made an announcement. And I uh, made a video. And the media called me. I was on, all over TV. I'm willing to pay $5 million to have President Obama and President Trump sit face-to-face, -face, have a three-hour conversation together, $2.5 million to the charity of Obama's choosing, $2.5 million to Trump's, uh, 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 what do you call it, charity of choosing. Let's get together, have a three-hour conversation. I'm willing to bet America wants to see how united the two of you are. Are you up for it? And I put $5 million on the line. One side agreed, the other side didn't agree. 
But guess what? Everybody called. And everybody said, hey, let's get more eyeballs behind it. That sometimes you do a certain home run shot. That video, right, the life of an entrepreneur in 90 seconds. How many guys have seen it? Who's seen life of an entrepreneur in 90 seconds? Do you know 10 years ago what it meant for a video to go viral? If a video got 2 million views in 24 hours, that was considered viral. You know what it is today? It's 10 million. You got to get 10 million in 24 hours. That thing within 24 hours got 10 million views. A week later, 30 million views. That video has been shared on so many different people. It's got about a half a billion views. That one little video that we did, Life of an Entrepreneur, you know how much money we spent on that? $3,100. You know how much eyeballs we got? A lot more than that. Okay, so you, you pick creative ways to get eyeballs out there as well. Strategic partnerships, influencer marketing, wow experiences. A couple of the things that we did is wow experiences. Your own brand. That Reed bookshelf, I had it custom made. I would do my videos and people would say, man, can I get that Reed bookshelf? That's a really cool bookshelf. Man, I love to get that bookshelf. Well, then do something with your own language. If, if reading is your MO, like I think today the market is wide open for a book club. I think a real book club with real reviews, with somebody that reads real books on a specific topic, I think that's a 7 million, million subscriber channel, right, if you are doing that. But we did that as a branding. Industry research, giveaways. There's so many ways to do things. And then most important thing I'll tell you guys when it comes down to this for you to be thinking about is who you choose to which community you choose to be a part of. People used to always say, well, Pat, I don't see you at all these other events that everybody speaks. That's intentional. Why? I see myself with this community. If I'm watered down with everything, then I'm everybody. And I'm, I'm, I'm not everybody. I relate to this person. I'm trying to get into this community. I relate to a Joe Rogan. Joe and I now have a friendship together. Okay, when I go on the podcast or we go to a fight together, we're having dinner together, there's a relationship. Pick and choose which community you eventually want to be a part of and find your way in that direction. Does that make sense to everybody? Don't try it. And by the way, you know who that community is. And what may be for you is not for somebody else. Pick and choose that community and find a way to get into that community. Because then automatically the market's going to brand you with that community, good, bad, or ugly. If it's you, go for it. Next, business brand. Okay, let me give you a couple other things here. Starters, those who haven't started and have no social media, those who have some subscribers, those of you that already have a platform with a million subscribers, I'll show you what a couple things we did. Here's our formula on coming up with ideas. We sit, we ideate. Like today during lunch, Sean got an example of how we ideate. From ideate, we research. After we research, we adjust. Then we come up with the script and the content, and then there's a call to action. We put the video together. This exact formula is how we came up with all our business videos, okay? Every one of them. Did you hear how I said the single mother, the mother that's going to private uh, public school that doesn't want to go to public school homeschooling, we came up with seven episodes together, how quickly we said those 15 points? That's how we come up with that content, right? So now, this was our test, step number one on testing. We came up with a content called Two Minutes with Pat. I said, I'm going to do 100 videos, two years, one video a week. We did two, uh, two years, one video a week. Only one video was two minutes. Every other video was more than two minutes. Eight minutes, nine minutes, 20 minutes. People would complain, you're lying. This is not two minutes with Pat. Okay, this is eight minutes with Pat. Change the time up, right? Well, we tested. Then we got clear. We got a vision with Valuetainment. And then it became a niche. Our niche was business and entrepreneurship, right? This was specific to what we did. And through these segments, then came a couple home runs that we hit. We got lucky, nothing wrong with lucky. 
Then you got to take a few timeouts. We've taken three timeouts so far. One of them we took at 100,000 subscribers. One we took at 450. One we took at 2.9 million subscribers. And we're coming back to Value and Creating Content next week. Every once in a while, you take a timeout. You come back and say, okay, what's our next move? Then you go to the next one. So test, step number one, what's next? Test, vision, identify a niche, get lucky, take a timeout, and repeat this process over and over again. So now, we got many different channels. Our main one's got 3.38 million subs. Our short clips got 275. The podcast we started has got 203. Our Vitamin Money's got 61,000 subs. Our Russian Vitamin's got 290,000 subs. It's all in Russian. Our Spanish, we just started, got 12 and a half, and now we're creating content by recruiting other people. So you can do vlogs, how-tos, interviews, content partners, many different things, and now you can turn them into reels. There's so many different ways. One video goes into so many different pieces of content. Now we've done original series, Mafia States of America, 10 series documentary. I don't know if you guys seen that or not, Paraphilus, a lot of different things. But here's the format. So this is one way. How many of you guys do an actual podcast? How many actually do a podcast? Okay. Podcast system is simple, but you got to stay consistent. You don't do one this weekend and you do the next one seven weeks from now. You do it every week for it to work. So podcast, we do an episode with Jordan Peterson. Gets 774,000 views. That's great. But then we do short clips that goes on other channels. This is a two-hour interview, but we got 15 short clips out of it. The 15 short clips got 9.1 million views. Itself, the interview only got seven, 774. The short clips got 9.1 combined, 9.9 million. At this point, it's over 10 million views. So that is a system. You do long form. You hit up different topics. You cut them in different short clips. And by the way, this is just YouTube vi videos, views. This is not TikTok. This is not Jordan Peterson putting on clips that he puts on Twitter all the time. This is not Instagram or Facebook. You put everything together, it's about 35 million views. I'm purely giving you YouTube data. And what does this pay? I don't know, $70,000, $60,000. Some of you guys know the numbers better than I do on what this pays. That's what the AdSense pays with YouTube. Now, some of you are saying, well, Pat, how long is it going to take me to get there? It's going to take a minute. We started in 2013. It's 20, uh, 2022. This is not like a one-year game plan you're going on. This is a 10-year run that you're making a commitment to. This is not a one-year commitment. If you're trying to hope that you get lucky and a video goes viral, we didn't get any luck for three and a half years. Nothing happened for three and a half years. Then boom, something took off, okay? And then reminders for content creators. More intentional content that's quality equals more influence. You're able to control the narrative. Whatever the market says, you can control the narrative by creating your own content. Find the one word that works for you and what doesn't. Collab collaborate accordingly. Don't prostitute your brand. Study your data. Show mistakes on vulnerability. Focus and stay consistent. Challenge people to question their views. Know the difference between today and evergreen content. We have content that gets views always. We have content that only gets views for 48 hours. Certain, like Amber Heard and, uh, 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 what's his name, um, Johnny Depp, no one's going to search for that 10 years from now. Make sense? These are some of the things we've done to create content. Having said that, reminder at the end as we're talking about which you know, mountain to climb. Pick and choose your mountain. Take advantage of the next two to five years that's coming up. Put a goal in place to add an additional zero minimum to your net worth the next two to five years.